Welcome to this latest edition of Combinations, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. Um, for this episode, we are celebrating an initiative that the Trust created just over a year ago, um, and that is the creation of Freedom to Speak Up Champions. Uh, and I'm here with one of the regular get-togethers with a group of champions who we'll hear over the course of the conversation. Um, and of course, we also have Zoe Grant, who is the Trust's overall Freedom to Speak Up champion. Um, Zoe, uh, I wonder if you could say a little bit, introduce, just set the scene, if you like, about where the idea for the champions came from and, and, and what was the motivation behind it? Okay, so um, I took up the role as Freedom to Speak Up Guardian in around about June, July 2018. Um, I took up the role in addition to my current role, and I think one of the reasons for that was very much about, um, I'm passionate about the nursing agenda, I'm passionate about patient care, but I'm also very passionate about the staff and the staff voice um, in, in particular. Um, now, because I took the role on as an addition to my current role, um, I, I was very keen to make sure that it wasn't a corporate tick box exercise, if you like. You know, we're just promoting a Freedom to Speak Up Guardian who's got one day a week dedicated to the role is not going to address what we need to address in terms of um, representing the staff voice and raising concerns throughout the organisation. Um, and also at the time, particularly uh, evident from our CQC inspections, was that um, certain professional groups feel misrepresented. So from an organisational point of view, we, we, we're always been keen to, to make sure all professional groups are represented, um, which is where the idea of enlisting champions very much came from. Um, and we went out on a value-based recruitment exercise, if you like. Um, the only expectation that we had was that... Um, individuals will be supported by the line manager to have the relatively minimal time out um, that they need but actually we wanted champions who were passionate about supporting staff to raise concerns um, so all of these lovely people came forward um, and have taken on the role remarkably well and have um, integrated really well within their own teams but been able to spread the message um, a little bit wider in terms of who they touch and how they touch individuals and staff throughout the organisation. Brilliant. And, and how, how many how many Freedom to Speak Up champions do we have overall? Well, we have currently 10, but we will know that there's four other people in this room who I will be recruiting today, <laughs> whether they know that or not. Um, so we've got four other people, Veronica, Najima, Mandy, Louise, Louise, who very kindly supported us at a uh, listening to an action event that um, Peter, our CEO, chaired early in the summer, um, and have ever come today as part of our regular meeting to support us in terms of getting the role really well embedded, getting the message out there, um, and supporting staff to raise concerns. So. Hopefully, they'll be walking out of here with some green lanyards themselves, <laughs> whether they know it or not. <laughs> Brilliant. So, if we can, uh, we just open the conversation out to everybody, uh, everybody in the room. And if I could just start with a, a really, really simple question, okay? I mean, this is a this is a, a voluntary role, and all that. Um, who might to kick off with? Uh, why do you want to be a freedom to speak up champion? What 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 motivated you? What interested you? Or why are you sitting in the room? I'm Mandy, so I work for the early intervention team. Um, I think what motivated me was I 
I did raise a concern, not in this role, in my previous role, um, and I was very impressed with how it, how it was quickly dealt with and, you know, the contact I had with um, Leanne um, initially and then Zoe followed it up and then from there I had contact with a ward manager. Um, and I was really impressed with how quickly it was and I, it was just something I'd like to be involved with and think, you know, I know we haven't got anybody in our team who, who fulfills that role and because I had such good po positive experience, you know, I'd like to take that on as well, I think. And like Zoe says, it is important, you know, there are lots of staff who feel misrepresented at work and I felt very supported and very, you know, it was nice, just an informal... It, it didn't feel formal as well. The process felt very informal, very comfortable. Um, so, you know, taking on this role for myself, that's how, I, how I'd, I'd like to appear to other people, you know. You can come and have a chat if there's any concerns. So I think that's what motivated me really to to think about taking on the role as champion. Great. Great. Anybody else? Leanne, you're sitting next. I mean, what I, be, what better I, what, what better compliment can you have than you? You not only are a freedom speak up champion, you've recruited another. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can add to that, and I, and I think I raised a concern sort of quite early on when, when Zoe sort of first came into post, and that's still a little bit ongoing so I think that this is it's a role that evolves it's a role that isn't perfect we've got to iron out lots of kinks and, and we've got to sort of speak to people and listen to people and sort of get the message out there but it, it's not perfect it's evolving every day um, and you know it, it, if it's something that you're passionate about something you believe in then you know you, you make the time you take it on so one of the key things that we need to be doing for, throughout the organisation is when staff do raise concerns, we need to be staff need to feel absolutely assured that there's not going to be a negative impact on them. Um, and I think one of the things that that was quite obvious and evident with Leanne when she came forward to speak to me was that some of that negativity was definitely present because. She was so insistent that the concern hadn't been addressed in the manner that it needed to be addressed that she continued to raise that concern to a degree where perhaps there was a bit of a risk that Leanne was going to be viewed as just that typical moaner who won't go away. Um, and I think that was really important yeah. for us to, to, to spell that out immediately when, when Leanne came forward. So. Uh, my name is Najima. I'm an occupational therapist. I work for the recovery and resettlement team at Hillcrest. Even though we have Leanne who works upstairs within our team, we don't have anyone. I was actually introduced to this by Mandy Wallace who used to work with us and uh, I'm just really motivated to come today and represent our team and just be in the team because I do work full time and it'd be really good to have someone because obviously we, do, we are going to come across issues staff are going to have concerns um, so it'd be really good to have someone that they can run to and raise the concern without feeling pressurized or you know so that's why I'm here today and I'd like to I'm really honored so yeah I'm really happy brilliant and and, and some some of you have been from speak up champions Who, who's been here since since the start who's been here for for a year you've been here Tanisha come on, how, how have you found the role and how what, how would you explain the role um, I'm Tanisha, CPN and also BAME Inclusion Facilitator for the Trust. I've been doing that for nearly a year now. 
Um, what I found most useful was when I first started in the BAME role, I made a lot of effort to spend one-to-one -one time with the BAME staff and the freedom to speak up sort of role has given me a different avenue to offer people and also um, spending one-to-one -one time and having the support with Zoe just to speak out things and go through um, quite sensitive subjects at times, just having that space and the avenue to take has been really useful. Um, are there any other examples from people where they say that they've had, you know, has it had a beneficial effect or there's, there's been an outcome as a result of people approaching you? I think that a part, part of our role is sort of challenging cultures. So I think it, it sort of it's just it's it's just building an awareness that this role exists and people can just sort of because I think anything new people are sort of naturally suspicious of and and you know people aren't certain whether or not that the what they say is confidential what what they say is acted on and and, and it's just going to build up um, credibility really so we we need to put out there as much as we can about what we do and and the successes that. That you know that the sort of the, the system has, but I still think it's early days. I still think it's not embedded enough, and people still aren't sure. Yeah, I I, I agree. I do think there's still um, evidently some some suspicion. I think is perhaps the better word, or or, or people still a little bit sceptic as of uh, you know of of being able to speak up safely. Um, and and I think one of the ways of 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 addressing that is by spreading these success stories so um, I know you know people have touched on um, successes but one particular story that that does spring to mind and, and it is a story that we've promoted throughout throughout the organisation and particularly uh, presented at the People Development Committee is two CPMs and I think the reason I want to share this is, is the impact that it had on them to raise the concern so they arranged to meet me um, early last year but the, the lengths that it had taken them to get to meet me was quite evident so they felt really anxious about being here they didn't particularly want anybody to know that they were here they felt like they were portraying their manager who they got a lot of respect for um, and got you know and, and and didn't want to really cause them problems they hadn't been sleeping they'd had staff speaking to them about similar concerns um, they they were almost like a confidant for staff um, and it was very much around capacity workload and the challenges and the impact that it was having on them one of the things they did sort of tell me at the time was 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 concerning for me in terms of their own um, professional protection so, so it was really important that we addressed it immediately. Now, the bit for me that was really successful was the response of the service manager. So we had a telephone call that day with the service manager who arranged to meet with the two members of staff. I went along as support at three o'clock that same day. Now, I don't think you can ever undermine the response and the, 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 you know how well um, that was received by the two individuals. The conversation was a supportive conversation. The outcome was was just uh, there was nothing remarkable about what 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 needed to happen they were just given so a little bit more autonomy um they were given some space to be able to work out what the capacity challenges were they were given an offer to be able to work from home if they needed to and work remotely if they needed to um and and it was a, it was dealt with in that in that way a few months later i got an email from the same two people saying can i come and meet you 
I instantly felt completely deflated thinking, oh gosh, we've had a success story and do you know what? They're coming back to say, do you know what? Nothing's really changed. They didn't. They came back and said, thank you so much because the impact it's had on them both personally and within the working life, but also the impact it's had within the team has been really positive. So for me, that just stays as, as a success story. And I think the success in that was the response of the service manager and the way that she managed that concern. Yeah, but that's how, that's how you change cultures, isn't yes. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, but I think as well, just picking up on what Zoe said about, I think it's, in, for me, if, if I'm doing this wrong, it's about making people feel like they can come and speak to you. Because thinking, again, from my own experience, um, initially I raised a concern with my manager um, and, I, and I was basically told that there's no point making that complaint because I, w- I will be honest, I, w- I won't go into too much detail, but it wasn't about, it was against a consultant um, up at the Harplands and my manager Blake said, well, you can't challenge a consultant and I'm like, well, you can if it's not, if I don't believe it's right. So I think that's when I, I maybe kind of had a conversation with Leanne and Leanne says have you thought about freedom to speak up so you know it's and I think it's it's just about supporting people because I think I mean I'm quite I'm quite vocal anyway and saying what I think and but I don't think everybody's like that so it, it's about having yeah. somebody in the team who people can think oh I, I'll just go and have a chat with that person do you know what I mean and making fe- people yeah. feel actually you can challenge a consultant because just because it's a consultant, it doesn't mean it's the wrong, you know, it's the right decision or... And I think you're right there, Mandy. I think um, I think if, if ever we want to get a message out there, it isn't always about taking action. Sometimes you need to speak to a champion to, as a sounding board to mm. check out, actually, yeah. whether what you're thinking and feeling, it, it, you know, if, if there's some credibility in terms of being able to take it forward. And there are people who've spoken to me and said, thank you so much, I've offloaded. I don't need to do anything else with this. Similarly, there's a lot of people who I've I've actively encouraged to say, do you know, you probably really do need to take this further forward. I don't think you can sit on your laurels with it. I think we need to get it out there and support it. So, and um, what was the reaction of the consultant? Was it was it was there a, um, a positive outcome? Yeah, it was really because I think since since I put that complaint in, I've, I've obviously had contact with the consultant several times, um, and it's been fine. So I spoke to, initially I spoke to Leanne, then Zoe, and then I spoke to the ward manager who spoke to the consultant. So for me, at least if it, if it made him think about how he is in reviews and, but yeah, since then, every time I've seen him, we've had a, we've had a positive, you know, I haven't felt uncomfortable. Maybe initially the first time I was going to see him again, I thought, well, he knows that I've put the complaint in, but no, it's been absolutely fine. So, And, and that's quite an interesting thing, isn't it? Because obviously uh, people in positions of authority can say, no, we don't mind, and we are committed to freedom to speak up and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, if, you, if you're lower down in the organisation... It's still very frightening thing to, and, and it could be a myth if you like about well they say that but if you do raise it some, either nothing will happen or it will and I, I think sometimes it, isn't it isn't part of your role to almost be an, an, an easy entry route if you like or, 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 a, or a, a, a safety blanket if you like or something that enables people to, to put that, that concern into the system in such a way um, and, and you know and there we've got two examples of where Far from 
it being a criticism of the person raising you know, raising yeah. the concern. In actual fact, the people in the position of authority actually you know valued it and came. Yeah. My name's Louise. I, I've been qualified twelve months in October, um, and I think it was important for me because um, coming in as a newly qualified, um, there are cultures that you notice. Um, it, it's. I think I. C can deal with it better because I'm older um, as a mature student however I think some of the younger students newly qualified find it really scary um, and especially going into a big team if, if that culture is already set I think going into a big team it can be quite difficult so I think it's good to have somebody who has recently qualified who then students feel that newly qualified can go to to um, speak to and raise any concerns as opposed to going into a team and thinking well actually this is one big team now they're all together and, and quite you know together um, so having that fear of not being able to speak up whereas if they see somebody as a newly qualified as a champion then they would perhaps approach them or feel a bit more confident to approach them I'm really glad you've raised that Louise actually because I do think that when, when somebody's coming into an organisation or even a team new, one of your priorities is to fit in and be welcomed as part of the team. And the worry there is that, that people might feel compelled to let things go on the basis that they want to fit in. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really pleased you've raised that because I do think it's a significant message that we need to get out there to people. I'd like to add to that and also because I'm an allied health professional, I think physios and OTs, we don't really have this within our groups when we do have meetings and things like that. Yeah. We don't really necessarily have a freedom to speak of champion. So I think raising an awareness in that domain is also really good because not a lot of OTs do this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think this is a really good platform. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that was the point I made earlier in terms of having the champions from different professional groups. Sandra and Vicky are sitting very quietly, but the <laughs> Sandra and Vicky are um, admin staff, and I think one of the things they both said when they came forward was that um, they absolutely get that you know your, your professional AHP and nurse, your voice is important, but actually they see things and observe things that are concerning um, and need that opportunity from an admin point of view to, to raise that. Am I right? Putting you both on the spot. Um, I'm on the OD team now, but I was in the community teams. Mm -hmm. Was again being a voice for um, my colleagues in in the admin and clerical because I knew that if they witnessed something they weren't comfortable with or didn't sit right, they probably wouldn't ring Zoe. They wouldn't want to come down here. Um, but by seeing me or, or or Sandra, they'd be more likely to to pull us to one side and say, "Can I have a word?" Um, so that's why I wanted to, to do that on behalf of them, really. So, And people yeah. have done that, haven't they? And people have done that. Yeah. So, yeah, so and I think that's an interesting thing, isn't it? So, so there's two things there, isn't there? When, you, when you're talking about it takes time to change culture, of course it does. It also takes time to actually, even, even if the culture doesn't need changing, to actually um, to communicate what the culture actually is, you know, and yes. overcome some myths. And it's very interesting that what you were saying there about, Zoe, about, you know, being if you're newly if you're newly coming in saying I want to fit in with 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 you know the team and all that and I, and I guess one of our sort of I don't know challenges opportunities wishes whatever would be in such a way that 
when you when you join combined, part of right if you want to if you want to fit in to, to to combine, well the culture at combined is really strongly in favour of freedom to speak up. So in actual fact, to fit in, you need to be open. You need you need yeah. you need to be fine or, or be able and comfortable yeah. when you're doing it because that's part of, of what we're about. Is it? People agree with that or is that? And I think as well, I'm Kerry, um, sort of clinical leader at Linebrook. People being able to speak up about about things, I would hope that the outcome of that will be something better for the organisation, something better for the people we're, we're working with as well. So, you know, quite often that the things that people are going to come forward about, hopefully, will bring about something better, an improvement or or a, a good idea. Uh, you know, that that would be my hope for people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, that's just touching back to what Leanne raised um, around Leanne's concern, which is still ongoing, but actually, organisationally, Leanne putting her head above the parapet and, and, and being exceptionally persistent about that has led to a, a, a complete review of how the community teams are operating in terms of managing their capacity. And the reason it isn't resolved is there's going to be an organisational change. Um, so that's with you know real executive support and commitment to do that. But the positive about that Zoe is that's what I'm hearing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that's that's yeah. that's what I'm actually hearing sort of out there in the teams yeah. now. So that's that is. So that's the, I think the freedom to speak up agenda has been. I've still got this case open. We haven't closed it because there isn't a satisfactory yeah. closure. It's still open, so it's just that constant little. Reminder, little nudge. Where are we with this? How's it? How's it progressing? Um, so we, we we try and make a point that we don't close cases down until there's been a satisfactory outcome. Now sometimes the outcome might not be satisfactory to the individual who's raised the concern. Um, but in terms of being able to close that off, is that they've had an absolute response as why well. that concern can't be managed or won't be managed. So um, obviously this. This is the podcast and available to everybody. And it, it and it could be it could be that somebody is listening to this podcast because they've someone on there because they've got a concern. They're really worried about raising it. They you know that that you know all all the things that that, that that we know about and they're thinking oh come on this this is this is this is nonsense. It really wouldn't change or I shouldn't raise it or, or whatever. It, it, to somebody listening to this, I mean you are. You are the champions. This is what you do. If 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 somebody was listening to this thinking, I'd really like to raise a concern, but I'm really really nervous about this. What what would you say to that person listening? Have a conversation. Have a conversation. Don't worry about what the potential outcome is, what impact it's going to have on you, how it's going to affect your professional status and image. Have a conversation because you can come to us anonymously. Um, you can come to us in confidence the important thing is having the conversation because then we can work out together how we safely manage it so if if people want to raise a concern okay what 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 are the ways in which they can raise a concern so there's there's numerous ways um there's a there my number is on posters throughout the organization it's also on the trust internet and website um so there's a mobile telephone number where you can come directly to me um, also within the trust website we've got all of the champions contact contact details and telephone numbers there's a freedom to speak up email address which comes solely to me um, we also have a freedom to speak up champions email address which is obviously goes to the wider um, champions um, 
But also, I suppose it's important that, that people will just use an opportunity. Zoe, have you got five minutes? As we walk past them in a corridor or after a meeting. Um, so, the, so there's the informality of it as well. Yeah, so, so if people want to talk to you or to any of the chairman, say, I, I don't want to put in an email because it'll have my email address yes. on it. I just want an initial chat. I want to do this anonymously. I want to do this informally, etc. That 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 level of that level of entry, that lower level of entry, even if it's just a reassuring. Obviously, because the direct contact point is is through the email, but obviously you can speak to me anonymously via the telephone. Ideally, we want people to feel safe and comfortable to raise things confidentially. And when I say confidentially, what that means is that they can speak to me or the champions. And if we need to protect that identity in terms of raising the concern, then we will do that. But we'll have a very considered conversation about how and, and, and how we do that and if we can do that. Okay, so 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 we're all, we're, we're reaching the first anniversary for, for some of us. So we're reaching the anniversary of the trust, and someone's absolutely new into the role. What would what would you, ideally would you like to be able to say in twelve months' time? Do you know what that happened, or, or what might be your fears that? Do you know what that didn't happen? What do you think? I think it'd be lovely to come back in in twelve months' time and and be able to demonstrate some really good examples of of mm. you know things that have worked out really well uh, for people. Uh, and maybe that there are more people around the table, you know, as well, yeah. Yeah, with some really positive examples. Yeah, definitely. And I also would like to be able to say in 12 months' time that ward managers, service managers, quality leads, associate directors, clinical directors, executive staff are saying, please speak to us, please raise concerns. We absolutely need to hear what's going on in the organisation um, and we need to resolve them. And that staff are coming back to say, I've had a really good experience because I spoke to my manager and this is the outcome. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, well, look, well thanks ever so much. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to have an initial chat with us at Unabout. So I think, I think the, this podcast itself, hopefully, will, will, will be one of the ways in which, in which we're, we're genuinely able to get that message out, you know, you know, frontline member of staff to frontline member of staff, clinician to clinician, staff nurse to staff nurse, newly qualified, newly qualified, etc. That you know, this 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 isn't you know this 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 is real. This is what we want to do, and the, and there are people there. So, thank you very very much, everybody, for for taking the uh, uh, taking the time. If I can just ask anybody, if, if so, particularly those who have been a freedom to speak up chairman, is, is that are you glad you've done it? Is everybody's able to do you know what well, I wouldn't have done that. I, I definitely am. I Because I, I think the point I raised my concern to Zoe, I was so cynical, I was so jaded, I was ready just go, you know, and 12 months on, I, I'm guarded. I'm not, you know, I'm not completely open, but I'm, I'm getting there. And I'm seeing change, and in 12 months, I hope that continues and, and I feel more, you know, sort of this is the organisation that I want to be working for, you know. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jen. Thank you.